0: Hey, this is Jason Kass with Agents Influence Podcast, and just wanted to let you know that uh, we are going to be kicking off now another podcast for Big Wig Month. We've got this one and one more. Uh, The speaker today is going to be Ron Berg, who is the Executive Director of the Agents Council for Technology. Uh, He just took over from uh, Jeff Yates, uh, and uh, you're really, really going to like this guy. This guy knows his stuff when it comes to technology. He's coming from MetLife. Um, he. I've known Ron for about a year and a half now, and seriously, I, I, I mean this to all you listeners. There's really no one better they could have found for this job. So please uh, hang with us as we're going to listen to uh, the uh, pod- podcast with Ron Berg from the Agents Council of Technology. Um, it, it's a very great council that's out there working on your behalf, trying to do what's best for you and show you how to have the social and digital business that you need to create. But they're not showing you how to do it. They're basically giving you the blueprints that you can use inside your office to coordinate the procedures and the workflows and the understandings between you, the business, and your employees. So it's going to be great. Also, don't forget uh, that you can find us on iTunes. You can also Find us on Stitcher. I also want to let you know that Dima, the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy, has come out. If you want to check out Grow Dima, that's G-R-O-W-D-I-M-A dot com forward slash founders. That's going to give you all the information to DEMA and it's going to allow you, if you want to purchase it, to get in. It's the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy. We're only letting the first 25 agents in. I will let you know we have, last I looked last night, we have three spots left. Um, And using those members, we're going to be building it out until it opens up to the rest of the community on March 1st. We've already had a couple webinars where we've went over some things with people and i got to tell you, they're very excited about this platform. People have been using it. We've already got over 200 views on all of our videos. Uh, the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy um, is made up of insurance agents who sell real, in, they're real insurance agents who sell in real agencies to real clients who have mastered Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, blogging, um, SEO, and email marketing, and they're going to show you exactly what they do. So, D- Dima, that's growdema.com forward slash founders. So in the meantime, let's get on with this podcast. I appreciate you being a listener, and please... If you have any questions, you have any comments, please leave them on agentsinfluence.com or also hit me up and in the top right corner of the homepage if that's where you're at online. You can click an email. It'll email jason at growprogram.com. It'll come right to me. If you happen to be running right now, working out, whatever, and you want to hit me back later, jason at growprogram.com. I'll always answer that. And here we go with the podcast, Ron Berg of the Agents Council for Technology. We're out! Hey, this is Jason Cass once again with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, it's the month of January. We were going to be doing a big wig month for one month, but we had so many big wigs that uh, actually that we contacted and every one of them said yes. We actually had a couple um, executives who actually came to us and said that they would like to be on if I had any room. So what we've done is we've went from December now into January, and uh, it's, it's, it's a fantastic time and I uh, really appreciate you being a part of, of, the, um, of, the, of the podcast here. Today, um, we are going to be having on the Executive Director of the Agents Council for Technology. His name is Ron Berg. I don't want to steal his thunder, but uh, Ron is new to this position. He has huge, huge shoes to fill by following Jeff Yates. Um, and if you know Ron you know that there's no doubt that he'll have uh, that he will not have any hard time doing it he's gonna do it his own unique way and that's why we bring him to you to the listeners to hear uh, Ron Berg welcome to the uh, podcast
1: thanks Jason
0: appreciate you coming on um, you're a busy man you're taking over new roles and uh, appreciate your time tell us a little bit about about who Ron is and where you are now
1: well I, I came up through from the technology side. My, my post secondary education was programming. I wasn't ready to sit down behind a desk when I got my degree for programming, so I got into computer operations. And this is back, way back, Jason, uh, when you could walk into a computer. Um, and then through the years, you know, evolving to what we have now. So I have a, a, a good operations and hardware background. Then I got into the programming. Then I started getting more into the application programming, the uh, land-based programming, and eventually uh, technical support management. And from that led into the opportunity uh, in my previous company of optimizing agency workflows through things like real-time and agent improvement tools. And that's really where I started getting involved with ACT and was totally sold and came back to my company immediately and said, we have to be a supporter of ACT because it's one of the premier uh, organizations in the industry that focuses solely on advancing independent agent uh, workflow. And that's really what led me to this uh, over the last uh, 20 years of my, 15, 20 years of my career focusing on agency workflow and technology improvement led me to this uh, great opportunity. And you're right. Uh, Jeff's shoes are massive to feel and I won't feel him the same way as him but I'm just thrilled at this opportunity
0: well you should be and I have to tell you outside of being an agent I want to be a, I want to be a college basketball coach I think that that would be an awesome job to have but I, I, I take this lightly when I or don't take this uh, take this seriously when I say that probably one of my top three to five jobs that I would want to have in the insurance industry or as a pretty much as a job total really is to be the executive director of the Agents Council of technology.
1: So, I, and I think you, your qualifications are and absolutely will be in the future perfect. But, I mean, because you have the passion. What you're doing right now, uh, not not to pat each other on the back, but what you're doing right now with with agents' Influence really is at the core of, of what ACT does.
0: It, it really is. And, 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 the, and I just love it because the people that you're involved with. When I go to these ACT meetings, I mean, you're dealing with And Don't get me wrong. Agents all across America, they're all great. They're all wonderful vendors, companies. But when you come here, you're taking the cream of the crop. The people who actually care about advancing technology, advancing workflows, advancing how that we can um, use new tools and technologies today to sometimes do some of the same things we've done in the past, but using the new tools today. And I don't know of many other places out there that, that give that kind of stuff. And Ron, something that I'm going to tell you right now is the owner of Grow, um, I, I want to tell you for all the listeners out there, growprogram.com is the owner of Agents Influence. I want to make a personal um, mission for me and you um, and ACT to get more agents to know about ACT. Because of all the presentations I do, Ron, I, I will sit in front of agents and one of the first, my first slides when I'm talking about who Jason Cass is I I tell people that I was the ACT liaison when I was the chairman of the National Young Agents. And Mm -hmm. I got to tell you... If I ask people if they know who ACT is, I would say less than 5% of the room knows who ACT is. But when I tell them the things that you guys do, like your social media policies that you guys have already created for agents, your cyber liability policies and procedures, and and just all the guidance you give agents is so huge. Because you know what, Ron, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, but this is things that agents are sitting out there going... How do I create this? How do I do this right? How do I use this tool? And am I right that a lot of that stuff acts already created for the agent?
1: We do have a, a wealth of information. Our challenge, like with everyone, is getting the right information in the right quantity and and format to the right people so that they don't get lost in it, so that they get pointed right to exactly what they're looking for, whether they're a... Uh, an agency principal, a personalized manager, a CSR. Give them the level of the information that they need primarily in the way that they want it with links to more information. I think that's our next big challenge.
0: Uh, you, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. But I promise you I will do everything I can because agents, if you're out there listening, go to the Big Eye website, which I believe is independentagent.net. Is that right? Is that right, Ron? Uh, com. .com, okay, I didn't know if it was .net, .com. And, and look in there, you'll also see up there, in one of the browsers up there, you'll see the Agents Council for Technology if you do one of the drop-downs. I please encourage you to go there and check out some of the stuff they have. It, it's really phenomenal.
1: Yep. So, Another easy way to get there, um, Jason, is just www.iiaba.net forward slash act. Use a .com or .net. I knew there was a .net back.
0: in there somewhere. I knew there was a .net in there. Okay, yeah. you all can right. Get there either way. There you go. Either way, and uh, and that uh, great resource. Great resource. So now, kind of getting on with the uh, what we've planned. So all the listeners now know who you are, and just some some of the. As you know, we're going to go through some of the questions that the listeners have submitted. Um, I will tell the listeners to be 100% transparent. I took some of the questions you asked, asked and I kind of transformed them because they were kind of made for insurance company executives. So we took some of those questions and then I maneuvered them a little bit to kind of go at what more of the strength that ACT is, just for you listeners to know that. But I'm going to open up with a question that I asked everybody so far, Ron, and I, and I po- apologize to spring this on you, but there's no better way to do it than All just right. to allow you to, uh, to just come at you. Are you an iPhone or a Droid user?
1: Well, and this is nothing against iPhone, but I'm totally Droid, Jason.
0: Praise God. See, the listeners are going to think that's the reason why I got you on this phone call. (laughs) Because they know that all the other ones were iPhones. So, yes, so you're a Droid guy. Awesome, awesome. Why do you like Droid over iPhone? I mean, just tell me what you think.
1: Well, I like the fact, and perhaps this this reflects more of my technology background, I like the fact that Droid is more of an open source. You've got to watch the apps that you are downloading in some cases and make sure you read the reviews, and they're really doing what you need them to. But by and large, they're free, number one, and they actually come out on the market quicker than Apple because it doesn't have to go through the, the Apple vetting. Now, with Apple, you're getting a lot of the standard things that everybody in the world uses, but a lot of them have the Droid versions uh, mm-hmm. to control your dish, to map a lake, to do pretty much anything. And I just love the flexibility and, you know, if you've got antivirus st- software on there, the stability.
0: Ah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That, that is a good point. So let me ask you this to take it a step further. What's the last app
1: that you downloaded for your Droid? I was just at a friend's house last night and he said uh, I have to have the app called Uber, U-B-E-R. Um, it's, it's basically a way for those of us who travel um, to you have your credit card information filed with the company, but they have town cars as opposed to taxis that are always rotating around, traveling around major cities. You can go into the app, hit a link, and it'll show where you are, where the closest car is, how fast they can get to you, and the overall cost. And if you're, if you're normally going to an airport and leaving your car at an airport, more than two days, uh, having an Uber uh, car come out and get you is, can be a little bit cheaper. So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to. And I'll report back to you how, what I find out. I,
0: I would love that because, Ron, i got to tell you, probably in the last month, in the month of December, I heard about that app probably five times. And so that's incredible that you bring it. Now it's bringing it forward into 2014 because I have – in the month of uh, December and November, I tend to um, enjoy the spirits. I should say a little bit more than I normally do at the local bar and tavern with my friends that are in town. And that's where I've heard about this a lot. Is the it's the new age taxi? You know what? It's the, it's the, it's a more convenient taxi. So that's unbelievable that you that you mentioned that. I mean, goodness, it's crazy. I think I'm going to have to finally download this thing. So many people are telling me about it. It seems pretty cool. I, I've yet to delve
1: into it, but yeah. it looks pretty neat.
0: Well, and you know, one of all the people who've told me about it, they've all downloaded it, but one but only, only one had actually used it. So that that's a, that. we'll see how it goes, but sounds like it's pretty cool technology. So moving into the questions here, let's get specific in some things like um, like when we're talking about uh, social business, some planning, security, different types of things that, that have to do with technology and a little bit outside of technology, um, what are some of the things that ACT is doing specifically to help agents?
1: Well, if I could, I'll back up just a little bit, Jay. and give a little high-level overview of what ACT does, so, so maybe some of our users That's aren't true. quite as familiar, and then we'll get into your question. I think one will help um, set a platform for, for your actual question. Right. So ACT's overall mission is to bring together all the stakeholders in the independent insurance agency distribution system together. So that means independent agent reps themselves, insurance carrier reps, software vendors, and other insurance associations like IIABA state associations. So we use those combined talents and brainpower uh, of all those people, and we facilitate bringing them together to advance the most effective business practices and technologies to enhance agent productivity. So always with the primary focus of developing practical information, like some of the things you talked about on the ACT website, webinars, podcasts, best practice reports, so the agents can leverage them. So given kind of that background, let's get back to your original question, Jason. Uh, One of the key focuses for ACT is to stay informed on the strategic trends that are going to drive future consumer expectations, and therefore the business opportunities. So you mentioned social business, uh, digital, cyber liability. All of those things are components that we work to develop education for agents on and provide best, best practice tools that can be leveraged. So you gave me a great plug. You gave us all a great plug for the ACT website, and thank you. So on that site, we post articles and webinars on things specifically like planning an agency online presence, improving an agency's existing online presence, agency website functionality, and links to education on tools like Google+, which I know you're very familiar with. Oh, yeah. Love and then we also, we're also heavily involved with security and driving the use of less passwords by actively supporting things like uh, – you may or may not have heard, the audience may not have heard of ID Federation. That's something that's going to be big in 2014. Single sign-on, um, cyber liability. So, And just to back up, you know, we, we hear those terms, Jason. I know you and I are on the same page with this. Right. Social media and digital marketing – you know, those terms, I think, we're at the point where they really should be broadened because the media and marketing labels kind of limit what the understanding is of the true impact of social and digital because those things are really now, today, affecting pretty much all aspects of doing business in an agency, not just the media and marketing departments.
0: Agreed? You are so right about that. And that's not fair to the listeners, Ron, because you and I have talked about that at hand before. And, uh Oh, my gosh, you're right about that, the, about the um, digital and social, eliminate everything else. It's now becoming a yeah. digital and social business. I mean, yeah,
1: instead of trying to put a different label behind the word social to replace media or behind digital to replace marketing, just make it bit social and digital. I think that's that may be kind of the terms that we'll just have to accept because of the width and breadth of what they are.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and there's a lot of agents out there that are probably saying to themselves, they're like, you know, well, what, you know, what does that mean? How, what is social and digital business? And I have to tell you, if you, if you're not involved in the, in the landscape, sometimes I can definitely see how it is a very, very tough thing to understand. But we have to understand that today, um, and, and I know you're, you're helping agents, I mean, this is your, the goal of ACT, is to understand that social and digital business is not a fad, it's here to stay, and it doesn't have to do with just Facebook and LinkedIn or Google Plus, and I think that that's probably less than probably 25% of what social and digital business is, because today, technology affects and social, uh, social and digital business affects Um, Obviously, it affects our operations, the way that we run our operations. I mean, are are we completely social and digital in the way that we have our procedures and our workflows? Our communication, just not our communication inside the agency, but the communication of how we're communicating to people outside of the agency, marketing, advertising, sales,
1: service, follow-up,
0: networking, prospecting, it affects it all, and I think that's what you're talking about.
1: And, and to your point, Jason, just to extend it a little bit, I think you're right that there are a number of agencies that are out there that either A, don't quite understand the overall impact or more likely B, don't know how or where to start. And that's our call. I, I know that that's what you're focused on and that's what ACT is focused on. We have we have a joint effort in the industry that we, that we need to be of one mind of how do we get these tools out to the agents to tell them how to start, where to start, where to go from then. And, there and put their plans together that will get their wheels turning
0: you're darn right it will be and and we're starting to see more acceptance of it every year and that's a good good thing but at the same time with as much positive acceptance we're getting we're also getting a negative backlash and i uh there's nothing we can do about that it's just we can just do the best we can i think you agree ron but um it's just sad sometimes when you see um, I got to tell you, if the guy is in, if the guy is at retire the guy or the woman or the agency owner is at retirement age and is getting ready to you know go on or, or something, I can be honest with you, Ron, I'll probably be that same way when I'm that age. I don't know if I want to make the change or whatever. I mean, yes, maybe I do because I'm selling my agency. It depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing that breaks my heart, Ron, and, and, it, and it literally breaks my heart is when I'm talking to someone who's in their 30s, their 20s, their 40s, their 50s. Let me put it to you this way. Someone, as Ryan Hanley would say, is part of the connected generation, and they think that this is all a farce, and they think that it's all ridiculous, and they think that it's a fad, and they think that it's a wasted expense, And I, you know, you look at them, Ron, and you say to them, you you always want to ask them the question, but it seems like that this question is losing power. And if it loses power to you and you don't answer that, you answer this question, but still don't see the importance of social digital business, then I think that you're just hiding. But the, the, the question is that I ask people who say that they don't get it is, is when you're getting ready to make a buying decision and you're going to go out there and research, what's the first thing you
1: do? Exactly.
0: It's that. And buying insurance, buying a pool, buying a car, buying a telephone, buying some pots and pans for your wife or husband, I shouldn't say just wife, that's me, that's me personally, I don't cook, I'll admit to that, but I, oh my gosh, it gets frustrating, and I I tell you, besides being an insurance agent and helping every social service and railroad contractor and client I can, my passion is there ron i just i want these people to see that what they have is such a great thing and they've built it for 20 or 30 years and there's a way to carry it on and right. make it better and it's just it breaks my heart breaks my well, heart and i think
1: what, what a factor of that that breaks your heart is they don't see the inevitability of the negative impact of not doing anything around you're right around those technologies
0: and that's the fact that because of these new technologies and tools, this is one of the greatest times to be an independent insurance agent, you know, and it's like, so it's both ends. It's like, oh my goodness. So I can go on and on forever about that. You and I will, we'll have coffee at the next convention and we'll talk about that more. But on to, for the listeners, what do you see the future small and medium sized agencies looking like in 2014 from obviously a technology uh, and, and social and business, uh, digital business standpoint?
1: That's a great question. I think something that gets lost I hear in conversations that gets lost these days with all of the discussion and talk and news of large agency mergers is that there really is a great percentage of the agencies are primarily small to medium. And we know that from some of the studies that have been done and Future One Agency, Universe and others. So in regard to how those small and medium-sized agencies are going to look like from a technology standpoint this year and beyond. You know, a lot of those agencies that are, that are becoming success, more successful are focusing on active strategies for Internet marketing, for social, uh, becoming more virtual and flexible mm-hmm. by getting their management systems off the LAN and PC-based platforms to true web-based or application service provider ASP-hosted systems so that the agency personnel from the um, principal on down to CSRs, they can access information anywhere at any time. And we're seeing an increased focus on not just agent website as brochureware, you know, this is how to contact us, but really improving their customer portals and offering, some offering mobile services um, for iPhone and Droid iPad. Yep. Yep. Pad Um, because your point was exactly right earlier. When you and I and anyone who's listening, 99.9% of the people who are listening to this, when they have an experience in their personal life, whether they're actively going forward and looking for something or dealing with their bank with whatever, they're expecting to get information now and in the way they want it. And That's what agencies are recognizing, and the small and medium-sized agencies are focusing, along with their, of course, focusing on real-time rating and servicing tools and paperless and e-signature. So the the small and medium-sized agents really benefit from looking at and adopting these tools and processes. And the outcome, Jason, is not just the the efficiencies like time-saving and more time to focus on servicing the customer and marketing to new customers, but really it, it Clearly shows that that agency or agencies, they're forward focused, and thereby they're able to attract new young talent to the agency, which has this ripple domino effect mm-hmm. in moving it forward.
0: Absolutely, I like that. I like that. And, and and you are you you're you're so right about that because also you know a lot of agents I see, especially the small and medium sized, it's always <clears throat> very, it's always focused on, well, is this new tool going to save us time? Is this new tool going to save us our workflows and procedures? How's this new tool going to help our communications? How's this new tool? I keep saying us and our and agency. And, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, that, that things have changed dramatically, but I'm going to say that things have transformed dramatically. And I believe that we're, we're in a customer-centric world here. I mean, we just are, and I don't think people understand that. You know, we've always heard, oh, the customer's always right, the customer's always right. See, to be right, that means that's an end result. What we don't understand is the customer is first. See, it doesn't have to do with the fact of how's this tool work in our agency or make our agency better. It's how does this tool help the client make their life better, and if we can provide that, then all of a sudden, now we're a value, and now we're more than just price.
1: Exactly. You know? And it's it's about the customer experience.
0: Experience, and, and they just what, and they just can't get it. And I love how you use the word virtual and flexible because it's virtual. I hate that word first of all. Everybody says, "Oh, you're a virtual agency." I I really don't know what that means, but I can't <laughs> I can't I can't come up with a better word yet. So, but uh, but flexible. There's so many agents that say, you know, well, we do this this way and that way and this way, and we don't want to change, and or it's not that we don't want to change, we can't change, and you know, and and a mentor of mine told me one time, blessed are the flexible for they don't get bent out of shape, and I think that that is a fantastic saying to to talk about what we're doing. You got to try this stuff. And you're going to realize that I've talked to a lot of agents who have told me that they're doing things today that they didn't do six months ago, and that right. the first month was hard as could be. But after that, they realize now, how in the heck did we do it before? You know? So be flexible. The last question I want to ask here, which has to do with a lot, and I'm actually going to bring in an extra question that talks about business intelligence, which I know is something that, that ACT talks about a lot. And I've been, I've been, I really want to make a push for this in 2014. But what does ACT have planned for uh, 2014? And, and what one what, 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 run, run, run question here, or one other thing I want you to talk about, Ron, I want you to talk about what ACT has for, planned for 2014. But please, somewhere in there, Talk about this ID Federation, because no one, unless you're a geek like me and you that goes to these conferences, it very few people know about it because it's new, it's still being perfected. Be sure to tell about that, okay?
1: Okay, I will. Um, and I'll try to keep the, the definition and uh, background on what we're doing with the ID Federation uh, down because you could, you could really spend a half hour just talking about what that is. You
0: can, you can. So anything you can so, give us, we're appreciative.
1: All right, so 2014, wow, it's, it's going to be a huge year for all of us, for ACT especially, Jason. We're kind of retooling our focus because we talked about the, the wealth and plethora of information that we have now. But we're, we're kind of changing our lens, our focus to keep an eye on the overall Experience and it was just so great that you said that. It's like we almost planned it. We didn't. For those listening, uh, in your last <laughs> last statement, but we're our overall guide this year is going to be the user experience, the customer experience. We're using that as a lens for everything we're going to do. We've just started a new customer experience work group that's going to create a roadmap for independent agents and their customers to help deliver an outstanding experience at each stage of that customer's journey. You know, in the past, we've done a great job of focusing on driving tools like real-time, which has had an amazing impact, but we've focused really on how does that look to the agent and you know, do, do we give a, a streamlined quote result or servicing result. But really, we haven't used the customer experience lens. Yep. So that's going to be big. We're, we've got a communications work group also that we're, that we're starting this year to talk about strategies to reach and engage a broader audience um, to take advantage of the new tools and technology. Um, we do have other things that we're working on, mobile and mobility. We've got work groups for that. Business intelligence, which you know, most people, they hear business intelligence unless you're in a carrier or uh, a specific vendor or a few, some agencies that are focused on business intelligence, it's such a big topic that you, you really don't know where to start. And that's, that's the call of that group um, to really put some parameters around what's out there for looking at the data you have in your agency and then be a, being able to leverage it. So yeah. ID Federation, okay. Imagine that you don't have, do not have a spreadsheet in front of you with, IDs and passwords for every carrier you're working with and every software vendor you're working with, which you, you shouldn't have a spreadsheet, but most people will admit they have it written down, spreadsheet, post-it, something like that. Yep. What ID Federation is, it's a trusted relationship between, from the agent you, through the software platform you're using, uh, management system, let's say, as an example. The management system vendor... Through to the carrier and back. So when you, Jason Cass, sign on to your management system, Carrier A works with that vendor to trust that everything that's coming from that computer that you're sitting at through to them is from Jason Cass, your agency, through the management system vendor to the carrier. It removes the need for passwords to be changed and uh, used other than the first time, and, and there's more parameters being put around this, Right, but it's more secure in that if you, Jason, leave your agency and go across the street before your old agency can get to the carrier and say, hey, shut down Jason's ID and password, you could have logged on from across the street, pulled down all the client information, and that's not secure at all. People look at IDs and passwords as very secure, and we know from breaches and things like that, there, there's vulnerabilities. ID Federation, as a whole, aims to have, through digital connections, kind of have a trusted choice, a, an electronic handshake that verifies every time without implementing a password um, how that 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 um, electronic transfer of data works. And there's a lot going on with that. There's an ID Federation group that we're working on. It's an industry cooperative group, and. There's a few people that are in on the legal part of it, the business, and the obviously the programming part. In 2014, you're going to see some white papers, some um, traction with carriers getting on board. There's, there's a few carriers already on board, and you'll see the premiere pretty much uh, in 2014 of things being put into place to make this a reality.
0: Fantastic, and I, I can't... I think,
1: man, this is something
0: that's got to be known. When I first heard about it, I believe I was in Fort Lauderdale in November, or actually it was in Tampa. Wow, good memory. I have a terrible memory. It was in Tampa in 2012. Um, it was in the the one in the spring, and uh, I heard some gentlemen talking about it, and um, and and I and I was kind of blown away because I didn't really completely understand it. But all you have to say to any agent or someone who works in an office is is it's going to help eliminate the excel spreadsheet that you have all those passwords on right. you
1: know I mean, and the administrative work to yeah. control all of that
0: and to control all of it yes and it makes sense what you're saying i mean if i'm already logging into my management system and my management system knows that that's me and then i'm connecting through real time which agents should be using then that then that just makes sense that that's let's just keep that trust and i got to tell you if they don't have a slogan yet i think it should be id federation an electronic handshake of trust and security. Oh, I like that. See, I got that from you because you said electronic <laughs> handshake, and I like that a lot. You know, it was the
1: simplest terms I could come up with. And yes, we we are looking for slogans and and you know, simple like
0: terms that. make. Pictures in people's mind that give them the that let them know what the product is. So I mean, electronic handshake. I mean, that's when you shake somebody's hand, you're doing it through trust. You're meeting them. You know what I mean? It's uh, I like it. Uh, You're making a connection. I like that a lot. That's good stuff. Now let me let me focus real quick here. I'm gonna wrap it up here very soon because we're about at 20 minutes here, and want to respect the time of the listeners and you. But I want to take it back to this business intelligence because. I didn't really understand what business intelligence was either and still, until I started reading, act, and following along. Once again, agents, this is the reason why this is important. Because a lot of agents out there don't even understand what business intelligence is. And when you realize what a business intelligence is, which as you said, is taking the information um, that's inside of our systems and, and, or, or inside of the company's systems, and using that to make your agency better, whether it may be in the procedures and workflows or social marketing or whatever. I wanna talk about for a minute though, when it comes to the marketing aspect of, the uh, marketing aspect of, of using business intelligence. And I have, if you, and Ron, you listen to my podcast, this is a little yes. bit unfair to you because you probably already have heard me ask all the other um, executives this. We've got to figure out a way to use the business intelligence, not so much that we have in our agencies to help um, um, better our agencies for our our clients, but I think the bigger issue comes the business intelligence that the companies have that can give it to us agents who then, then we can use that information to fine tune who we're going after. Exactly. So if Company A knows that they're good at thirty-five-year-old to fifty-year-old drivers, and I'm and you know, here's what I always say: when I first started in the business, Ron, I didn't know what was going to be my ideal client. And so what I did to my what I thought to myself is is I'm going to go after the client that qualifies for the most discounts. Simple as that. I, I my my thought is is that everybody wants the multi-car, the multi-policy. Um, they all want the financial stability, good credit. Um, uh, good student uh, discounts, all those discounts that, that come in there. If I can find the client that qualifies for the most, then I'm going to be m- more successful not just with this company but with all my companies because they all pretty much give pretty much the same discounts. So how can they give me? They know. They know exactly. Rather than just telling me, oh hey we we're really good with this, this, and this, and this. that We need to get to a deeper level of saying this is the type of person that lives in this type of house that drives this part type of car, and they have those those numbers because I need those because technology through marketing my agency has now allowed me to say, and I am probably said this on other podcast, but if I want to market to a 35 year old woman who drives a minivan, um, watches uh, house hunters and her husband drives a Harley-Davidson, I can advertise directly to that person using those
1: specifics most effectively yeah oh yeah oh
0: my gosh you know if I have a, a list of a hundred people that I'm getting ready to call and the companies can give me business intelligence that say these 25 right here are the ones that are super hot for us and I'm not talking about giving a hot list that's what our reps do today I don't I'm not I'll just speak from as if you don't know Ron I don't know if you do or not but that's what they do they come in and our reps they, yeah. they slide us this piece of paper and they say oh yeah this is what we're hot in well, it has printing, you know, or it may have shoe stores, or majority of the time, and I know all you agents out there feel me on this, majority of the time, it's all the basic stuff that any company would write right. that's usually low premium and really is not exciting to be an insurance agent. But why don't we say to us, hey, we're good at writing manufacturers, which we get on our hot sheet, but here's the type of manufacturer. A manufacturer that has this much in sales, that has um, this much in payroll, usually this many employees, does this type of a part, has been open this long, all those business intelligence they have. And And if I know going in and I can ask those questions or I can make my marketing fit that, now I'm creating this, I'm spending a lot less of my resources and a lot more time being able to find more clients for the company who's providing exactly. me that digital intelligence. So I, I, I don't know if you guys have already went that way, Ron, but um, I, yes. I we, we've got to do that. You know Now, now um, Bob Rusbolt brought up a very good point. He said, but Jason, we have to understand that the carriers are going to want their own information not spread to the other companies. And I mean, that's totally legit. So how we get around that, I don't know, but I think that's why we have things called the Agents Council for Technology to help us figure that stuff out.
1: And, and you know, a, business intelligence, Jason, is, it's such as I said before and you alluded to, it's such a wide category. It's, it's not necessarily one piece of software. Business intelligence isn't necessarily one piece of software. It's the ability to use available data, not just on the management system, but from carriers to make Business decisions, marketing, yes, is part of it, strategy for the agency, growth, carrier growth, but the ability to utilize that data, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's it's exactly what you're talking about. The challenge of our BI group, business intelligence group, which was formed last year and is, is really starting to put parameters around what carriers can share, what vendors are out there, what are the best solutions, what are the best practices. That's really the, our, our big challenge, is getting that mass of valuable data that's out there, that, uh-huh. that's being housed out there, shareable, but still private between, yep. between the two parties. And,
0: and, that, and I, I'll be honest with you, that's where my stick goes. I got the idea. I know how it could work in my agency, but I have no idea how the heck you guys are going to keep all that private. I know there's a way, and you know, if there's a will, there's a way. But there's it's, always a way. There's always a way, but it, it's way past my capacity. So I'm just going to sit here and help people with insurance. So you, you, and I'll leave it to the big dogs like Ron Berg and his team.
1: Um, well, my my team is you and everyone else that that has a passion to, to participate in. and act. That's what that what that's what made Jeff partially so successful, and what gives me a lot of hope is all the people that come to the conferences that are involved in the work groups that have a passion to improve all the various aspects Uh of the agent experience from a technology and security standpoint, that makes a successful team. And it does get back to you. I've never heard the uh, basketball team analogy that you started out with, but really it is a team. It's having a coach, bringing together players, getting focused on an execution strategy, and that just makes everything so much more doable and easy.
0: And you know, also the thing about going to the act conferences, Ron, is that it's it's um, energizing and refreshing and and reengaging and reengaging when you get out of your little cubby hole of your insurance agency that we have to be in a lot to to, to do what we've got to do, support our families, our employees. But it's really nice when you come to those conferences and you run into um, 150, 300, 400, depends on the conference, and these are agents who have spent their time and money to come there, so they have probably just the same, if not more, passion than you. And it's really cool to go back to your office and go, wow, there's people out there that are encountering the same problems that I are, and what's best about it is not only encountering the same problems. But they've actually come together as a collective force to say, let's find a solution, and then let's move on to the
1: next problem.
0: And uh, it's just exactly. really nice. It's, it's really nice. So kudos and, to you. And
1: just as an extension to that, Jason, we meet three times a year in person, um, and, and we keep, you know, we try to keep it, the agent's work week in mind, so it's usually towards the end of the work week, um, so we're not hitting the middle of it. And you, you've got to like the uh, conference registration fee, right, Jason? Mm-hmm. I, we make it. We make it as if you can do. The, if you can handle the travel in the hotel yourself, we make it easy for you.
0: Yeah, you you really do. So, Rod, I'm going to wrap it up with my last question. You've this has been fantastic. So appreciate your time. And, my pleasure. Uh, and, and I'm going to wrap it up with a question that uh, wasn't on the uh, the discussion with us. But um, uh, I'm stepping out here and taking a risk. Are you a reader? I am a reader. You know what they always say, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. So, Ron, tell me, uh, what is the current book or books you're reading or one you just got done with?
1: Actually, um, I'm I'm just finishing three books uh, concurrently. One, uh, it's the fourth time through my favorite book of all time, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. What is that again? What is that? Atlas Shrugged. Shrugged.
0: Okay, I never heard of that.
1: Uh, it's a huge book. It's a tough read, but it's basically about uh, a person who decides to take on the task of stopping the economic motor of the world. Um, there's a lot to it. Uh, wow. Ayn Rand has done like the, the Fountainhead, if you've heard of that. Yep. Okay, uh, great book. I'm finishing my fourth time through, and I get something new on it every time. Um, just finished a, a book called Peace Like a River um, that... Coincidentally, was by a schoolmate of mine, Leif Inger, a really good book about uh, coming of age in the uh, Dakotas and travails with a difficult family in the 50s. And then the, the book I'm really enjoying is something by Ray Kurzweil. He's a uh, futurist. He You may know that he uh, created the, the first synthesizer. He... Uh, he created uh, flatbed scanners, OCD software, text-to-speech. Holy um, he's, cow. Just a, he's basically. People think of him as kind of like the heir to Thomas Edison, but the, the book I'm reading on him is How to Create a Mind. So basically, it's his journey through mapping how a brain actually works and helping to um, create uh, the artificial intelligence that's going to lead to Inevitably, the upcoming singularity where artificial intelligence will surpass human intelligence and what that's radically going to do to our world.
0: Wow. What to who, uh, it's uh, how to create a mind. And who is the author of that?
1: Ray Kurzweil, K-U-R-Z-W-E-I-L. Would love to have this guy speak at an ACT or any other industry technology conference.
0: Maybe I should get him on the podcast. But oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's especially, you know, the thing about it is you can get brilliant minds on here, especially if they have a book, just because it's nothing down upon them, but they come because they have an interest themselves, but then we get to take that interest and use it for our own good. You know what I mean? That's why I always like these authors and speakers. So, so they're He's a- an
1: amazing mind, and, you know, one of those people that has that balance of being unbelievably intelligent, but yet he can actually relate to people.
0: That's a unique talent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ron, appreciate your time uh, really do uh, once again, if anybody wants to find out anything it's, a- it's ACT, it's the Agents Council for Technology you can find them at www.iiaba.net forward slash ACT and that will take you right to them, they've got a ton of valuable resources there, feel free um, Ron, if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, I- I'm going to give them your email address if that's fine
1: Absolutely.
0: It is ron.berg, that's B-E-R-G, at I-I-A-B-A dot net. Also in the show notes uh, below the podcast, if you're listening online or on your iTunes or on Stitcher or in the email that you received that you clicked on to listen to Ron's um, podcast, uh, you'll have his contact information in there as well. So that's all that we have time for today. took you over a little bit of time, and I appreciate that. I always try to respect your time, but uh, Ron and I had a lot of good things to say. Be-, be sure to leave comments on agentsinfluence.com, or once again in the top right-hand corner, you can go ahead and click the little envelope up there, and that will send an email directly to me so that I can either help you understand what Ron was talking about, relay it over to Ron and have him get back with you, or just kind of just let us know your voice. Keep in mind the point of Agents Influence is so that we can take your voice and we can project it onto the national scene so that it becomes a thought, it becomes a solution, and it actually will probably become a staple to help move our industry forward. So once again, please visit agentsinfluence.com. Uh, Agents Influence is owned by the growprogram.com, the parent company where we have a lot of exciting stuff to go on. The mission of Grow Program is to help you feel confident using the tools, the technologies, the workflows, and the procedures to run an agency in the 21st century. This has been Jason Cast with Agents Influence Podcast. We are out.